0: This is Your Brain Health with noted neuroscientist, Dr. Kristen Willemeyer. Your Brain Health explores strategies to maximize your cognitive functions through life.
1: Here's Dr. Kristen Willemeyer. We're going to continue our conversation with Merrill Hodge about his new book, Brainwash. You had this experience with concussions. You had the experience using the impact test, and then you went to now take this journey on helping to transform youth football and make it a safer game for kids. So, you know, I think that's part of your story. And can you share with us how did you end up testifying before Congress in 2009?
0: Would actually start in 2003. Um, I have been running football camps. I've been coaching youth football since 1991. Um, When my son wants to start playing at age seven, here's what I got excited about. I get to create a better safer environment for him. I'm going to establish a head trauma protocol which I did. The way we practice was going to be different. We practiced twice mm-hmm. a week and we had one live live drill contact. One drill that was live for 15 minutes once every 2 weeks and we played on Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, people act like youth football. There's 52 weeks in a year. People act like you play it 52 weeks out of the year. We our season is 10 weeks long. Okay? We practice twice a week, play it on Saturday. Uh, we had no live contact other than 15 minutes once every two weeks, and that was structured as in a football true environment. Um, I established my kids the head trauma protocol that I was going to uh, implement, and I established that and started to execute that in my in my practices. It became part of what we did in our um, youth community, and then I kind of took those principles related to USA football. That's what becomes heads up he- heads up football. We give now direction to youth football certifications and help people learn how to practice drills to do protocols to follow, and that really led me to speak to Congress because you got to remember in 2009, if you go back and look, we're doing stuff in the NFL and the NCAA, Mm -hmm. but 99% of our football players are age eight to eighteen, and we're doing nothing there. Right. So I really, as a parent, um, for first and foremost. And a coach and somebody who's lived football for 44 years in every aspect, I went to them really with the council. Let's get a protocol for actually, I I, I wanted all sports, but I went to specifically with football because I had talked to a lot of the greatest minds in this world. And I'd asked them, this is before even I started my protocol in 2003, I'd like, what would be like a staple and a standard we could do to make it safer and better for our kids? If they got a concussion, I don't care what it is because mm-hmm. it can still happen outside of sports. It can happen in your backyard, recess, or lunch at school. Um, you know, you can slip in a shower, which happened to Bo, mm-hmm. my son, his first mm-hmm. concussion, not on a football field. And it really, it was pretty much unanimous. Everybody would say, if they don't, a don't let them return to that environment, and b. Don't let them play the next week so here's what i would do i removed them they didn't play the next week so they had a, t- a two-week window if you will right and that, and, and that's actually pretty clear to this day that's still you know obviously it's much more detail there's more uh treatments and evaluation process that do now but <laughs> what it did is it, it it took you out of the danger zone right. and that's what was my 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 thought process and that's 2003 you always mm-hmm. gotta remember where you were <laughs> Because people say, Well, you why weren't you doing okay, Okay, well, that's the information I had in 2003. Okay, it's much better today in 2018, yes. It, but that's still pretty much a staple and a standard that, that we try to function around. The key is removing them. Right. Don't let them return to play. I mean, that's just one of the most important mm. things you can do. Make sure they're properly recovered before they return to play. And in the book, we give you a lot of options. I mean, a lot of places to go to get treatment and therapy, which is something that I don't think a lot of people know about, Kristen, that. Hopefully, this podcast will help people. There is treatment and therapy for people who have had concussions, who have post-concussion syndrome. And it is really exciting, the stuff that can be done and how really awesome the brain is and (laughs) how it repairs and how healthy it can become. So we need to be very excited about the environment that exists today versus doom and gloom.
1: I love you for that. And in the book, you state, you know, I quote, in the NFL, the idea of being tough means that you kept quiet about an injury, even when it's severe. So I love how you share that message to the kids. You, you can be tough and smart at the same time. So you literally tell kids and teach them that it's being smart if you have a concussion to step out. And you mentioned you have this ironclad rule that you established for the kids if they suffered a head trauma, that they do not get to play that it was a non negotiable. And one of my favorite parts in the book is, you know, how did the how did the parents respond to your rules?
0: It was listen. This happened twice. Okay, once at age 13, and once at age 14. Okay, this is when it happens, which is usually what happens because you hit puberty, and the impact is just greater than it is from seven to 11. So um, every parent, I mean, every mother came up to me on the day that they're on the next week when we were playing, and their kids couldn't play, and they were saying, "Oh, he he looks so good. He's been running around. He's so excited. He really liked to play. He looks so good." And I'm like, "That's beautiful. That's exactly what I want to hear." But he ain't playing. Okay, I'm doing, I'm doing the best thing for you. you. know. Now what's unfortunate, Kristen, which is just – I mean we, we could do 100 podcasts on this, which is really sad, is that now it's the opposite. Parents are ripping their kids out of sports, and they're ripping them out because of something they've heard, said, or seen. But the, it's – you ask them what they know, mm-hmm. and they can't answer that. And I'm like, wow, that's that's a travesty that we're robbing our kids of opportunities to help develop them and help them grow in so many ways in sports because of the lack of information. That's really one of the major reasons I wrote this book is mm-hmm. for families to give you all of the evidence, all of the scientific evidence and proof of the truth about uh, the CTE pattern that you hear about. You know what, what, what does it really cause and where we are with it, the truth of it. And parents shouldn't be having the fear and the scare that they have right now if they understood the whole truth you know now how they if what choices they want to make that's up to them it's not me to make that choice but sure. at least we give them everything so that they can make a uh, the choice that fits their family
1: well and i think that's you know sort of in wrapping this up you wrote this book with your co-author Dr. Cummings who is a neuropathologist over at Boston University and i like how you explain why we should be cautious and maybe have a professional skepticism about the research that's being presented and, you know, how the media is presenting it to the world. So, you know, am I accurate in describing it in that way? You really wanted to make sure people had a fair, sort of unbiased understanding of the research and with the help of Dr. Cummings, you're able to present that in this book.
0: Yeah, well, Kristen, I was no different than any other parent out there, aside from, listen, I have a lot, probably a lot more experience in playing. I'm mean, in an NFL environment, youth football environment, you know, I've been doing it for years and years. I got thousands and thousands of kids, kids now that have kids playing youth football. I mean, talk about how crazy that is, you know, when you see kids, um, the headlines didn't make sense to me, but I don't understand or didn't, I didn't have access to the science papers. That's what I had to look at. Well, once I started to read the science papers, and I underst- and had Dr. Cummings, to your point, meeting him, have him explain what the science really said because sometimes it can be very difficult. But if you look at the conclusion of all science papers, you pretty much get the synopsis. When I started seeing words like caution in the science paper, must be used. You cannot use this to give any sense. I'm paraphrasing right now. But the word caution, I'm not paraphrasing. That's in <laughs> a lot of the science papers. Mm-hmm. You cannot use this to give any sense of what the disease is or isn't in our all levels of sports. Okay, that's in the science paper. But then you see the article that was written off of that science paper. And there's quotes from the person who wrote the paper saying this is clear evidence that the disease is much more severe than we thought. I'm like, whoa. Time out. And you're
1: like, you're referring to the media. So they'll take a science journal article well, and I, then present it into the mainstream media. And that's the piece that really y- you sort of get more passionate about because you feel that sometimes things are taken out of context.
0: Well, the, not in, in, yes and no. Um, the person who is quoted in, the, let's take the 110 out of 111 brains, okay, that everybody has talked unseen about that. You know came from boston university and mckee um and then the headline um of the 110 111 brains having ct now the science paper says caution you cannot use this to give any sense of degree of disease basically that's what the science paper said that's what ann mckee helped write. well ann mckee is quoted in the science paper as saying this is clear evidence that this disease is much more prevalent than ever thought okay That is not um, the media taking that and turning around. That's a quote from the person who wrote the science paper. And I just got I lost my I lost my breath when I read that and compared them. And that's just one of just a litany of things that has been driven in the media um, that is actually false. Like, for example, and you're going to testify to this in all of those brains, there was some other over half of them had another type of brain disease you know this in science, you can't isolate one disease over the other, which was done in that article.
1: Well, I think the headline, the headline, they have other neuropsychiatric issues, depression, right. post-traumatic stress disorder, some had Alzheimer's disease. So there's other comorbid pathologies. Mm-hmm.
0: So my point is, how can you put the headline CTE? How do you? How can it not be? It 110 out of 111 brains had other degenerative diseases, which is really what should have been said to be completely balanced, balanced and fair. That's what the science tells you. How well, do you isolate CTE, that particular one disease, from all the others that you just mentioned?
1: Well, how is that possible? That's, that's what I love about the book because you and Dr. Cummings go into more details on that and looking yes. at the specific studies and that's why I really would encourage anybody who's listening to the podcast to go and pick up Merrill's book Brainwashed The Bad Science be- Behind CTE and the Plot to Destroy Football. Merrill when does the book come out?
0: Um actually October 23rd. Um it'll be out we launch the 23rd. Um but people can go to Amazon. We have we have the uh, a website brainwashedbook.com. It'll help people as well. You go to Amazon, order the book, and you know, listen. If you've, if you're a parent, if you're in sport, uh, even if I had a concussion, it would serve you well to read it because what it does too is it empowers you with information to go get help too if you need it. But it gives you a, a a way to search out what all the facts are, and then then you weigh them out. You know, and and like I've told Dr. Cummings, listen. The whole goal from this thing, like I wrote the book. I paid to write the book. Nobody gave me any money to write the book. I'm not doing this for the NFL. I'm not doing this for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chicago Bears. I'm doing it for families. I'm doing it for people that ask the kind of people that run up to me all the time going, uh, my son just had a concussion or my daughter had a concussion or they going to get CT. And I'm like, well, why would you think that? Well, I saw it and I'm like, oh. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, oh, that's just – you know, this is sad. It's sad because yeah. you know what? Parents should be excited that their kids get to play right now in an environment where we do something about an injury we didn't do anything for for nearly 90 years, just in football, mm-hmm. but all sports. And I'm like, wow. Uh, but then I start thinking from their perspective, like, geez, they they see the headlines. That's all they see. They don't know what I know. They don't know great minds like yours, Dr. Cummings, um, Julian Bells, Dr. Maroon, Lily, Lily Hazarati in Canada. I can keep naming them on and on and on where I have went, talked to, sat down. I've, I've sat and listened, watched people cut brains I literally watched them, how they work their craft, um, learned so much from that perspective and, and so many things that I'm like, Wow what people don't know how can i help them with that Aww. they don't have time to do what i do so that's really that's... what what drove me to do this book so that they had those resources to at least help them make choices
1: oh i love that that's why i love you you're so passionate about this topic and i'm so honored to have had you on today on your brain health to speak about your book it's clear you care about health football kids making football safer for kids, and seeking the truth regarding CTE and the impact of the research findings that have been in the media. I respect and appreciate you and your perspective and wanting to keep kids in athletics while also striving to make the game as safe as possible so kids don't get hurt. So I thank you for coming on the show today. I thank Dr. Cummings for his perspective as well in your book. And I would love to have you back to talk more about football and all the great things you're doing.
0: Chris, I would love it. Thank you for the time. And anytime you want to do it, and we have time, we'll do it. Okay.
1: Oh, you're the best. And Merrill, where can people find you?
0: Well, you know what? They can find me at merrillhodge.com dot com and uh, go to brainwashed, brainwashedbook. dot com. That'll give you all the information that that you need. And hopefully, um, if there's not something there, there's parts on the website for you to. Respond and ask questions, and and we surely will try to get to them as quickly as possible and get you the information needed.
1: Excellent. Well, it's a great book. I read it in two days. It's loaded with information, and even at the end, um, you go into different ways that we can help to um, treat concussions, the multidisciplinary approach um, using nutritional and lifestyle modifications and non-pharmacological approaches, and you talk about improvements in helmet technology. So there's a lot in this book. And I really encourage you to go and get it. So thank you again, Meryl. And I will look forward to talking to you soon, my friend. You betcha. Thanks, Kristen. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Your Brain Health with Dr. Kristen Willemeyer. For more information or to contact Dr. Willemeyer, visit drwillemeyer.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-E-U-M-I-E-R.com.